This is the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Anne Samoylov, and today we're going to be talking about five post-launch strategies to boost your cash flow and revenue, no matter what happened on your launch, okay? So if that sounds interesting to you, if you want to talk about some things you can do after the launch to still bring in more revenue for your business, then keep listening. The Fearless Launching Show was created to answer the question, how can I launch my big idea to the world in the most simple, straightforward way possible and reach more of the right people? I'm your host, Anne Samoylov, and I've been helping six and seven figure business owners launch for over a decade. And while I love geeking out about improving launches, new launch strategies, what's working, what's not working, I'm also obsessed with exploring the heart, the mind, the challenges of running your own business. And that's what we're going to do each and every week. I want to show you how to launch that course or coaching program or other creative work and navigate the journey of being an online entrepreneur. So if you're ready for some new perspectives, some new stories around launching, well, I can't wait to share those with you. Let's get into today's episode. So let's start up this episode with a little pop quiz. Here's the question. What should you do immediately after you close the doors of your launch? And I want you to think about everything that you might possibly do. Do you head to the beach for two weeks? Do you sleep? <laughs> do you basically lock the door, shut the shades and do not talk to anybody? Um, do you do a post-launch review? Um, do you go off the grid until you recover from that first launch? Do you start recording your podcast again? Do you get back to business? Do you start planning your next launch? Do you do you, do you do a post-launch review? Okay. Do you send a survey out to people who didn't purchase? Again, do you sleep? Do you drink coffee? Do you what what do you do? So today I want to talk about the one thing that people, even myself, many launches, I've missed out on an opportunity that I think exists for all of us, and that is generating money after the launch, right? And you can do this by making another offer right away or finding a way to make an offer right away. Now, if this sounds like, oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how exhausting that first launch was. Why would I want to, why would I want to like continue things if I'm already exhausted? But listen, hear me out, okay? You can plan for this additional offer and actually just make it part of your launch. Your launch to the out so so you have like and if you look at your launch you can actually even see how this might work for you that there's always going to be the set of stuff you're creating in your launch that you're scheduling that you're planning that other people are going to see that's public facing that's the experience of the person right that's what happens to them and then of course there's the internal stuff that you know has to happen the setup the hiring the, you know, messaging, the writing, the content, you know, content creation, the graphics, the, you know, visuals, the, the pages, all of the stuff that you do internally that people don't see, right? So on the surface, what that looks like to someone else, to the person who is participating, experiencing your launch, it is going to look like you close the doors for your launch. 
And we're not talking about just opening the doors again to that same launch. We're actually talking about adding something onto it. Now, I've heard lots of people call this different things, but I think what we can all agree on is if you've already built this momentum, people are already kind of like in the loop, paying attention. Why not do something else? Okay. Why not do something else? Why not plan something else that on the surface looks like you're saying, hey, I saw you didn't do that, but I think you might like this. So this week, we're going to talk about five ways to boost your launch revenue, give you that cash injection that you might need, maybe if your launch didn't go so well, and amplify a launch that does do well. Okay, so these are super, these are super basic you may have heard these, but I want to challenge you to look at whatever launch you've got coming up and think, how can I add one of these? Oh yeah, I was going to do one of those last time, but how can we plan for one of these? The reason why these often don't come to be is people don't add them to their main launch plan. So put this as part of your main map, right? Okay. Before we dive into that, I do want to let you know that at the end of this month, December, we're going to be doing a live 2022 map marketing map making workshop inside the launch incubator. So if you haven't applied to be part of the incubator, actually we're doing it with for people who are also in fearless launching. So if you're a member of either of those, then definitely reach out to me and I'll tell you how you can participate. But if you're not, all you have to do is become a member of one of those. So when I say member, I mean enroll in the Fearless Launching Program or, and this is what I'm excited about, is really this is a high level training for the, for the people who are inside of the Launch Incubator, which is my 12 month program for course, course creators who are also coaches, service providers, consultants looking to kind of change up how their business happens, diversify, figure out what's going to work better than just doing one-to-one -one work or one-off work or retainer work only. So if that sounds like something you want to do, or you just want to create courses and you want a better way to do that, then definitely check out ansamoylive.com forward slash incubator, apply, and we're going to be doing a live mapping out of all the things, um, at the very last week of December. So you have until then to think about it and actually apply. Okay, so let's dive into these five post-launch strategies to boost your cash flow and revenue. Okay, so first, you can have an immediate or delayed upsell. So I wanted to put something in here about upsells because upsells are like kind of like next level. So if someone buys a course, you offer them, you know, maybe a coaching session or you offer them to be part of something else that's a little bit more high touch. The best, the best way that I've seen these kind of come about are when it's immediate, it's like, hey, do you want, do you want to add on a planning session? Do you want to add in a coaching session so you can get yourself into the work that we're going to do in the program more quickly and we'll personalize the whole process for you. Um, I've seen that before and that works really well. But you can also make that something that's delayed where if someone's in the program and this is this is really post-launch, this thing when I'm thinking about delayed and this is also something that I have in my kind of customer sequence and student sequence which 
talks about what content, like there's an email that email or two that goes out every week. There are prompts to ask questions and submit work to me. At the end of the in quote course, so after the first six weeks, there's actually a little bit of an offer saying, hey, would you like to come over to Launch Incubator? Would you like to apply for that? Do you need some, do you need some more in-depth critique and coaching and support along the way so that you can really make this system now part of your business. So that more of delayed one. Another way that I've seen is another example of this. I think in when I was working with Laura Roeder, I'm pretty sure we did this. Basically, we did both. We did like, you can you know, get this pro, there were two levels of the program. You can get this higher level of the program and you're going to get fame camp, which was like a four week kind of mini course after the course. And it was really focused on a few different topics. And then we also, after like kind of like the main set of student emails, the main four or five weeks of the program, we invited them to come to fame camp again. So that's just another, that's just another example. So that immediate or delayed or both (laughs) upsell. So then along the same lines, when I think, when I think of a downsell, it's something that is, isn't less valuable, but it, it, it isn't, it doesn't rely on you. It doesn't rely on like a higher touch experience. So a great example of a downsell, which I believe can be immediate, like right, right when they're checking out. You can offer it literally any time after that to your same customers. And that is um, Amy Porterfield. When she had her Webinars That Convert program, I don't think that she has it as a standalone program now, but I still have it. I mean, because I purchased it way back, like many years ago. But she had webinar templates that she added on like she had her designer create like a pack of like five or something like that and it was just an extra little fee and I know she's even talked about that creating additional income for that launch or revenue for that launch another way you can have that downsell is to have it inside your program so that you know, you can actually tell people, okay, it's time to make your, maybe it's like the week where you're saying, hey, it's time to make your webinar slides. By the way, we still got these resources. So if you want to grab them now, you can, boom. So maybe in the initial purchase, they didn't buy something, but then you can invite them back to do something um, at a later time. And then, and that actually goes for upsells too. When you talk about delayed, you can think when during the program, are they going to start thinking, gosh, I wish I had X, Y, or Z. I wish I had more time with Anne. I wish I had this template. I wish I had this. So these are all things that you can and should be planning for in your launch. Like think about the experience they're having and think, what are they going to need along the way? Is there any like one or two spots during maybe even just one time during the program where I can say, you know what? Right now is when people run up against this issue. And here's what I always recommend to them. Do this, this, and this. Heck, it could be an actual affiliate a product of some sort. It could be just like if you're having problems putting together, let's say, your landing pages, click here, sign up for lead pages, and you can make these landing pages really quickly, really easily, and blah, 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 blah. Or you're in Kajabi now, (laughs) you know, here are some templates, people who sell templates, and maybe you're an affiliate for those things. These don't all have to be your 
These don't all have to be your products, basically. That's what I'm saying. So those are two right there. Upsell, downsell, immediate delayed, immediate delayed for both of them. So now in the initial part, when I was coming into the episode, I asked you what you do after launches. And one of the most important things you can do after you close the doors to any offer, even if it's just momentarily before you offer something else, is, uh, is ask people why they didn't buy. Now, a lot of people will just ignore those emails. I'm not going to lie, but people do respond to those. Like, here's why I didn't buy. It was too, not the right timing. It's too expensive. This, that, the other thing. But you can get some really great feedback. And, and the quality of your responses is going to be based on the quality of your questions. So if you know you've got, you know, a higher touch upsell or a lower touch downsell, then ask a question that would help you understand. Did they need more help? Did they need something more advanced or something less advanced? Did they need something like a few steps back from what you just offered them? And once you have that information, you have your third post-launch strategy. And that is something you can offer and open like a week or so, not, not more than two weeks after that main launch where you said, hey, I got a lot of great feedback about this thing. And I found that a lot of you wanted more, more intensive, um, more quicker, you know, more quick, quicker, a quicker process to get this done, whatever it was, or you want more coaching. Here's, here's the offer that leads to, that will give you that basically. I'm like tripping over my own words here, but basically you take their feedback and create that next offer. Now, if you're thinking, if you're kind of mapping this out for your launch way in advance, you can think to yourself, well, if they say that they need something more advanced, I've got that. If they say I've got, I need something a little bit less intense, um, then I've got that. And then you can decide what your feedback offer is going to be. Now, I, I know you can segment your list and you can do all that stuff. So you could definitely create a feedback offer that's segmented for those various things. Or you could just say, hey, a lot of you said you needed more help from me. And so I've opened five coaching spots, um, blah, 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 blah. I've opened a few coaching spots. And if you'd like one of them to help kickstart your work through this process that I'm going to take you through, click here. And this can be kind of like a, what I love doing is like a course and then a coaching offer, a course and then a one-on-one -on -one offer. Those are the things that I love to do. And I think that those are easier to do once you've gotten a little feedback from people. And by the way, I'm just going to say it. If you sense that people didn't purchase because the offer was like they're too advanced for it. You don't have to wait for their response. If you already know this from talking to people and from like watching what people are interested in on your social media, you know, platforms, what content people are listening to in your podcasts, you don't have to wait for them to tell you. In fact, you don't even have to get one response. You just need to make that offer because there will be people, there are always people who want a little less and who want a little more. So you get to choose which of those offers you make as part of the feedback. Okay. All right. So now the next two 
are a little bit like the, the fourth type of launch post launch strategy is one honestly I think is is really important to do because I think it helps us swallow our ego shut up shut us up make us realize that that even though your coach your guru the person you follow who teaches you how to run your online business like you see them and you say wow I just want to make sales while I sleep from Facebook ads from my emails and and you don't realize that you have the power to do personal outreach to people who are interacting with your things. So it's great you know how to segment your emails, to send to people who clicked on something, who opened something, who filled out a form partially. But it's great that you can do that and have like some automated ways to kind of track and follow those people. But what about just reaching out to people and say, hey, I saw you asked the question during the webinar and I wanted to say that, you know, you can just follow up, follow up with people who seem to be opening, but literally are just not taking action. Now, you know, you're going to have to do a little work on this one because you can't just like look at your emails and say, oh, that person opened. I'm going to email them. Here's what I recommend. I recommend looking at who they are. Go online. See if they actually are right for your offer. And only reach out back out to those people who look like they are. So this is especially an important, you know, I guess what I'm what I'm really trying to say is I get that it feels weird to reach out to people like you're going to bother them. But you don't have to make it weird. You can just say, hey, I noticed that you like, for instance, I just did this to people I saw in my paper form submissions. I was like, oh, I didn't even realize these. Actually, there were three people who filled out this application partially. And for whatever reason, it didn't get submitted. Like it could have been the tech. It could have been them. They could have like put in their name and then walked away. But paper form captured their information. And I was like, oh, that's actually interesting. Um, so I just reached out and I said, hey, um, I saw that you either tried to submit your application or you partially submitted it. And I just wanted to reach out and say that um, I'm here to answer any questions. If you still want to watch the um, private training, I think you'd be a good fit for that. Because one of them actually had filled it out completely. So I, I kind of suspect that they, because another person had told me this, that when they submitted theirs, it actually didn't submit. And sometimes that happens if you're kind of connection lags out or whatever. So I just went the whole distance and I said, I from what you filled out so far, it seems like you'd be a great fit for this. So if you want that link, if you would like me to send you that link, let me know. I didn't send the link in that email, but I did hopefully forge a little bit of a personal connection. And I have no shame doing that. And I think that you have to lose the shame. I think you have to lose the shame like... Like somehow you must get all your clients from a Facebook ad never speaking to them because then that would mean you tried too hard or something. I am all about the personal connection, but, you know, different things call, you know, different people will have different reactions to that. So I have an automated email. This is an example for people's reactions. Like I have an automated email that's in my sales sequence, usually no matter what I'm offering, that reaches back out and says, hey, 
Um, I noticed you didn't purchase and that's totally fine, <laughs> you know, but I'd love to get some feedback on why you didn't enroll this time or whatever. And one woman messaged me and actually just breaks my heart because like, I, I actually, in that moment, I was like, oh gosh, I hope she didn't think that I actually did send it personally. Um, but she said, my husband passed away. And I felt like, I felt like, oh gosh, you know, the fact that she shared that with me felt very personal. And I, I felt driven to like email her back and just say, you know, we're here for you during this time. And, you know, we're, I'm, I am, you know, I'm sending you my condolences and prayers and, and for you and your family. And that was it. You know, some people will respond even to automated things like it was a personal thing. Um, so don't be afraid to reach out to people, especially those people who have like opened every single email and including that closing email, the last of three closing emails, definitely reach back out to them and just say, Hey, I just wanted to make sure everything was all set. In fact, I like those way better than the cart abandonment emails, which feel like a little bit creepy to be honest. Like, Hey, you started your application. Now you finish it. Like even even Madewell and different retailers have been doing that <laughs> during during the last few months. And I'm like, you need to chill. OK, if I didn't buy your stupid Jack's table, I think it was called J.A.X. table from West Elm. I'm not going to buy it. I'll buy it when I'm ready. So I feel like a more personal touch outreach is a great way to find those stragglers who are like, oh my gosh, yes, I couldn't find the link or um, I got pulled away. Can I really join? You know, those kinds of things can be the response too. And finally, the fifth post-launch strategy, it kind of goes along with the downsell, but I do think you can do a kind of like, like the implementation version of your program. So a, pr a course or a program usually has mostly um, education in it. It's yes, there is a call to implement pieces as you're going through a program or going through a course. But if you just create a tool kind of for people that they can like just get started and do the thing right now, then that's often kind of like a fun way to get your work in other people's hands. So this might look like a kind of like a templated workbook that really is your program in a workbook form. So think about programs that you have. Maybe it could actually be your main offer. Make it into kind of like a workbook format. You don't have to give away all the things that are in your program. You can even make this workbook available to people inside your actual program, but you can also sell it so that it's a standalone thing. Like, hey, here's your blank template. Here's your this template. We're going to go through this, this, this. And it actually just feels like a fresh new product. You can likely sell it for a little less than a course because you're not going to be um, interacting with the people necessarily who are buying that. So that's just a little kind of an idea, like an add-on, kind of like a template or like a guide of some sort, but it has to be really detailed. And, you know, I actually can appreciate these because sometimes 
I'm not wanting to watch videos. And I will, like, if I'm having like a quiet day and I just don't want to be sitting in front of the computer or listening to audios or whatever, I will download the transcript. And so think about what could you create based on your main offer or based on one of these upsell offers you plan on offering that really takes people through your process in depth. This is not a freebie. This is not like a one pager. This is a, this is kind of like a tool in reality that you would give your people who are in your program, you would give your clients. Now, the great thing about having one of these guides is that you can create a video, kind of walking people through it, and then they can buy it standalone, period. It's not going to be working with you, but it is going to be like working with you. It's still going to get them familiar with your process. And if they like that process, they could potentially take advantage of any delayed upsells that you might have. So all of this, okay, so I'm, I'm, I just kind of got a little brainstorm, but like all of this is to say that when you, I, I get that we are so laser focused on our launches and what we're launching next. And here's my launch schedule, but let's, let's, let's zoom out a little bit. Let's look beyond just a little bit. Like, so yes, our main focus is this thing and, but we want to look further out to the horizon. We want to look further out and be willing to say, okay, but what's next? And then what's next? So, cause Honestly, as I was talking about this guide, that could be the something that you offer in between your launches. You know, you can do your immediate upsell offer and then maybe you could do a feedback offer and then maybe another two weeks later, you can do the 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 guide offer and then in, you know, and then then chill for a little bit and then maybe you do it again. And maybe once you come up with these, you know, one to three post-launch kind of offers and strategies, that becomes part of your system. But you won't know that it can be part of your system until you start looking at it as part of the whole. Like I really like to zoom, zoom out and kind of step back from what I'm planning and not be so siloed and laser focused just on the one thing because your business depends on more than just that one launch. And I think when we do this, a few different things happen. We stop making each individual launch mean everything for our business because it doesn't. This is our way to look back and say, okay, but what if, and then what, 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 what about next after that? Okay. Then we're going to have like a like a three week break, we're going to be, you know, cleaning things up, doing this and that. And then after that, we'll do this. You have to be now I get, you know, setting goals and looking way into the future might be challenging, but at least go a little bit further than you're used to. Because that allows you to kind of see, oh, well, if I create this, and this works well, then I can just repeat it again. So I have my main offer, my, you know, delayed my immediate upsell or my, yeah, my immediate upsell. I'll do a feedback offer. And then about a week or so after that, I'll have a templated offer or a, a, my guide offer to people who are really engaged in that process. So it's just, you can choose what you want to do, right? But looking beyond this next launch is so important. So, so look up from your computers 
and kind of widen out a little bit and look over the next three to four months, look over the next six months and say, okay, if I do this, this launch will happen here in this month, then we're delivering, then we're having a little bit more of our connection time, and then we'll do it again. And have that, have that, give yourself that grace, really give yourself that grace and that space to look at the bigger picture and realize that not everything is, is dependent just on your main launch. There are so many other decisions and opportunities and things you can do throughout the year, the months, the weeks and months after your launches. And you really don't spend all of your time launching. And if you do, oh my gosh, you're so exhausted and I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you a Starbucks gift card, my goodness. But if there's one thing that I want you to take with you today, it's just look beyond the launch. As you're mapping out your next launch, open it up a little bit more, look to the horizon, see what's kind of coming next so that you can always understand how your how this one launch fits into the bigger picture, okay? We talk a lot more about this and go through lots of different scenarios and planning out and mapping out things inside my private training, this advanced training that I have. And if you'd like access to that, all you have to do is apply for the launch incubator. There's no, there's nothing holding you to join the incubator, but we like to have people apply so that we know that you're the right person to receive that information, you know, because sometimes it might just not be relevant to you. And I'm going to let you know that. So all you have to do is apply ansamoylove.com forward slash incubator. And if you do that as well, then I'm going to tell you how you can join us for the end of the year launch map maker session. And yeah, that's it. So I hope you enjoyed this episode this week. I will talk to you very soon and yeah, have a great one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Fearless Launching Show. If you would like to hear when we've got new episodes available, make sure to go to iTunes and subscribe or follow us on Spotify. I want to also recommend that you check out our website so that you can grab any of the free resources we've got for you. I think we've got a launch workbook. We've got a launch roadmap. We've got other episodes or other blog posts as well. And of course, you can find out how to work with me if you are ready to get launch ready. So head over to ansamoylove.com and otherwise, I'll see you next week.